back. Yes, but you always make me laugh. There's nothing new. Oh man, I'm getting better and better. Well, hi guys. This is uh, your weekly update with uh, Vinny and Sharifa. Yes, Sharifa. Right. Sharifa. Sharifa, that's it, right? Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't do it, you know, use my Hispanic uh, verbiage enough. Sharifa. No, you, you said Sharifa, like the people sometimes say. I'm like, there's sh, it's a uh sound in there. Sharifa? Yeah. No, never Nobody mind. Nobody says uh, Sharifa. You don't. You only say it in English. You don't say it in Spanish, in Arabic, anything else. Oh, noted. Noted. Yes. So how yes. Was, how was your week since the last time we spoke? This week was much better than last week. I can tell you that right now. What happened? Uh, I think it was a lot more <laughs> uneventful. Okay. What do you mean? Uneventful? Yes. So what did you, you do this week? I did things that were uneventful. I, I, you know, the last week was a little bit, um, I, I was a little concerned, you know, because I was tired. I was having issues with the show. So now I feel better. I feel, you know, I feel like I got some rest. I feel rested. That's how I feel this week. How was your week? Oh, it was good. Yeah, nothing, nothing too wild. Wait, let me let me jump back on this. So, so do you think a lazy person, if they're always lazy, feels rested, or do you think you have to be a hard worker, and really put in that time, and then gain the rest, then you feel rested? I think there's two different kind of rest. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, yes. A lazy person, they just you know hit a certain level. They just that's the way they are. You know, so they don't need to get that final rest to feel rested. But, you know, a hard worker such as myself, and I had just been going and going and going every day. You know, that's the life of an entrepreneur. You know, when you're an employee, you go Monday through Friday or typically a five-day work week, typically eight hours, maybe 10. But once you're off, you're off. Whereas an entrepreneur, there is no off. There's always going. It's just oh, keep going and going and going. And going. Oh, I, I try to protect my Sundays as much as possible. That's something I learned. My Sunday mornings, oh my gosh, it's so it's so enjoyable. I get to go to the gym and then play basketball. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is, but that's just my, I protect that as much as possible. It makes me sane. Mm -hmm. I protect my Sundays as well. You know, yeah. when people, especially when people call to discuss business, whatever it is, I say, oh, let's, let's schedule an appointment this week. Let's talk this week. Why don't I give you a call this week? You know, because it's Sunday. I have to have one day to, to rest. And so it, I've been pushing myself. Now I have three shows, uh, you know, the book, speaking engagements, interviews, people interviewing me. So it's just been very interesting. Which show do you like the best? Uh, weekly reviews. <laughs> with All right, hey, so so what's, what's your daily routine? Let's, let's say a generic Monday through Saturday. What's your daily routine? I just get up and try, I try not to get up too early because if I get up at 11 o'clock, uh, 11 o'clock, <laughs> what time do you get up? 
I wish I could sleep to seven o'clock. Okay. I, I look at people and they are, you know, sleeping to noon. My son, he's 22. He'll get up about one o'clock. I'm like, I oh wish I was. Sleeping. What time is he going to sleep? About three o'clock, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Like he, he gets off late. He works at the Santa Monica Pier. He gets off late. And then he comes home and he plays his video games. Mm. And so, yes. <laughs> All right. So, so we'll get back to you. So you wake up at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock? No, I'm up by about 5 a.m., 6 a.m. That's why I said I wish I could sleep past 7 a.m. Okay. So and then, in case you wake up at 5, 6, and then what's next? I reach for my phone. Okay. okay. Now, can, that's the first thing that I do. Okay. So if I wake up and I, you know, it's maybe three or four o'clock in the morning and I want to go back to sleep, then what I'll do is I, I tell myself, Sharifa, do not touch the phone. Do not touch it. Do not reach for it. You can't even look at it because if I look at my phone, then I'm not going back to sleep until late that evening because I mean I start with the I always start with my emails so since I'm reading the emails the next thing I'll go to my Facebook page my personal page I'll read the comments and see what people have to say respond to the comments then I go over to my actual business page from there you know to Instagram I'm all over the place responding to people so if I get up early I'm going to be up. And then around this time, around five or six o'clock, I am ready to go to sleep. Maribel says she's, she, she just texts me that we're not live anymore. Did we get off? Are we still on? Well, we were off and now we're coming back on. So, you know, I didn't, didn't necessarily need the people to notice, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. So, so we back on yet? Yes, we should we should be coming back on. All right. I'll recap as soon as you gonna re, re gonna, you are you gonna recap? Yeah, I'll recap. All right. You just like that song that sign. <laughs> uh all right. So you wake up at you wake up at six, six, mm -hmm. seven, five o'clock, somewhere around yeah. there. Then mm -hmm. you basically go through, go through all your social media. You start working it one by one, reading all the comments, going and through emails. your emails. And missed calls and text. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then what does that go to? Like it, from there, it's just the rest of the day because... So what's the, what's the rest of the day look like? The rest of the day depends on the day. I, I may do get up and do uh, early morning um, networking. I, ha I have two other networking groups that I'm a part of. And so we'll either meet at seven o'clock or nine 30 for breakfast. So I'll usually jump into that, or I may have some interviews later in the day between noon and six. If it's a Monday, then I do my podcast Mondays at 8 a.m. So wait, you have breakfast at uh, what's between seven and 9.30. Oh, wow. It's a late breakfast. I, should I, I have, like, second meal by, like, 9.30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, right. I need to get better at that. All right. So, okay, so nine, nine, 7 to 9.30, you have breakfast. And mm -hmm. then you, on Mondays and Wednesdays, you have a podcast. On Mondays. 
On Monday, I mean. Okay. And then what's next after after the podcast or what goes next? Interviews. So I'm either being interviewed or someone is interviewing me. Okay. And then mm-hmm. after that, then is it kind of maintenance files, technology? What do you do next? Everything is just back to the emails. I'm always on my emails, always on my phone, always seeing what's going on in the world. It may be a new guest. I did the last interview today, which was amazing. Um, the interview with Chris Pitko. Okay, we got to turn that. We can't do any marketing. Oh. You know, they, they just, you know, their sales just <laughs> went through the roof because people were watching this show. Wow. Very careful with that one. Yes. So... Chris Pitko, that interview, yes, you got to hold it like that. That interview was amazing. Chris is a, a friend of mine who, I, if you would have seen him last year, he was a shell of the person he is now. And he were, he would, he was sick, for lack of a better phrase. He had, he just couldn't get out the bed. He couldn't move. He had depression. He had, um, he would get dizzy. You know, and so he tried everything in order to be able to heal himself. And what worked for him was energy healing. Yes, that's a woo-woo term, but it was energy healing where he went to a seminar, learned about energy healing, started using some of the practices, and he was able to heal his body from the inside out. And it was a wonderful interview. We just did that today and had great response, great questions, great comments, and then on top of all of that, because of the excitement of that interview, I was able to book another interview from Chris Pitko's interview. So I was really excited about that today. What is, what is Chris, what is, what is the other interview do? The other interview? Yeah, that you just booked. Yes, we're going to get to that. But what Chris does is the energy healing, and he helps other people. So you might need some energy healing. I might. You might. You might Why? need to get Why is that? I have, I have positive energy. It's not, it's not a question of positive or, or negative or anything of that nature. It sounds, it sounds like you're trying to, to uh, negatively affect my positive outlook on life. No, I would never do that. I want you to be as positive as possible, which is why you might need some energy healing, because there may be something a little low in your... You know, in your energy, your aura, in your wall. And so we need to make sure that it's as positive as it can be. Just, can he also tell, because aren't there different energies that people have that are different colors and so on and so forth? That's your aura. Oh, okay. It's a different one. Mm-hmm. Okay. People well, can read your aura and they see the different colors. Hmm. All right. Well, do you want, you want to hear my daily routine? Absolutely. All right, so my daily routine is I wake up at 4 a.m. Um, when I wake up at 4, I throw on some sort of motivational piece for about 10 minutes and kind of just listen to it. And then I change, get ready, and then head to the gym. I uh, work out for an hour, then come back, take a shower. Is this every day? Yes, Monday, Monday through Friday, uh, Saturday, the gym. I don't do the gym till like 7, 7.30. So yeah, Monday to Friday. So then go from there, get my breakfast, get my own meal. And if I take a lunch, I take a lunch, go to the office, start doing doing work on my emails. Start between like probably about seven. 
then about eight o'clock, uh, one of my team members come in. We kind of do talking, do some more follow-ups, so on and so forth. And then nine o'clock, we have a, a coaching call with the team. And then from there, I'll do prospecting, circle prospecting, calling. And then afternoon is appointment, interviews, so on and so forth. You do that every day? Yeah, Monday through Friday. Okay. How long have you had your real estate? What do, what do you what do you consider? Your realtor? Real estate? No. The business itself. Have you had at the same time you had the license? Uh, the community team? Real estate team? The, a company. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the, the 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 team I've had it for uh, two years or not about a year a year or so yeah a year and a half so fairly short before I was like a solo person okay so, uh, yeah about for uh, altogether I've been in the real estate field for about seven years okay yeah when when did you have the team uh it's more been recently kind of building one for probably the last year kind of probably the last year year and yeah, about a year, kind of been building that out and, and kind of working on that structure. And then for the last three and a half months, I've been doing the podcast avenue. Mm -hmm. So kind of just incorporating all these different platforms together. So, yeah. It's just, it's schedule, schedule calendar. That's like the, the biggest thing, incorporating all these things together. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be able to survive if I didn't have a, a calendar going. I know that feeling well because I used to be one of those people, the gypsy people who would just kind of not allow anything to like a schedule to affect my day. I just kind of, you know. Oh, you just do it? Go by go by your team? Yes. I just did, you know, I, I didn't like having a calendar or a schedule. I was so anti-schedule. Now, because I'm doing so many different things, I have to be able to check my calendar, you know, so it's, it's, it's usually, it used to be, oh, give me a call, let's talk. Now it's like, oh, let me check my calendar, let me see what times I have available, you know, I'm becoming a lot more business savvy and a lot more professional. So you check your email, you have your email open most of the day? All day, basically. You know, so there's this funny thing, so my, uh, my brother-in-law, by his coach, was told, He's asked a question. He goes, how many times do you check your mail? Mail, mm -hmm. your just physical mail. Let me ask you, Shiva, how many times do you check your physical mail? I would say I check it when the mail arrives. So once a day? Yes. Okay. He says, basically, that's the same amount of time you check your email. No. Mm -hmm. I, I was, like, surprised at that. I think, you know, realistically, and I, and I, I don't do it, but... Um, probably like three times a day, I think is. For your email? Uh, no, no. Because we're not, we're, we're not multitaskers. You, you, there's, there's studies done that people drunk are better at doing a job than people trying to multitask. I think to a certain extent, multitasking is overrated. You're, I mean, you can do one or two simple things that go along the same vein. But the problem is too many people try to do too much at one time and they consider that multitasking, you know, especially when they're driving, people driving, eating at the same time, talking to the kids. You know, some people may be on the phone, even if it's on the Bluetooth, but just doing too much where that you really should be focused on the road, focused on the kids, focused on what you're supposed to be doing. 
I'm not one for a lot of multitasking. However, with that said, my email is on my phone and I check my email constantly throughout the day. And I think you were one of the people who comment on that is that I immediately respond to emails. So no, in my, there's no way I could operate without by checking my email once a day. But the funny what, thing is, what if you check it every other hour? No. If you if you tried it just for a week, you'd probably get so no. much more stuff done. How would I get no? Uh, it's not even about getting more or less stuff done. It's for me. It's about tackling that problem or that situation. But how do you how, how do you know it's a problem? It's a situation. Whatever they contacted me for, whatever they emailed me for, I want to be able to tackle that situation immediately, head on and head first, and then go on to whatever else I need to do. So I stop and not multitask, but I stop, read the email, respond to that email, get that email off my desk. That's why I prefer my email inbox to be completely empty. Other people are like, I don't know how you do it. I have thousands of emails in my inbox. I'm like, no, my, if, if something is in my email inbox, it's an I, uh, action item that I still need to be able to take. Well, what, so, like, if you're constantly checking your email, mm-hmm. right, you're not allowing yourself to, to focus fully on another task, because you're constantly thinking about, I could be getting another email. I could no. be something else. Don't no. be reaching out to me. No. Actually, I don't technically check it. The notifications come through every 15 minutes. So when the notification comes through and I get an email, I scan through to see if there's anything that needs to be taken care of right now. If it so is, every 15 minutes though. So, so you yes, are not, you're not checking it constantly. Every 15 minutes you're getting a notification. Correct. Okay. So imagine if you push it to 30 minutes now. I don't want to. Would you not be happy if you could get another 30 minutes out of your day to be productive with something else? No, because you're a salesman. You're selling it to me as if I would get another 30 minutes out of my day. But I'm not because those emails, if I waited 30 minutes as opposed to 15 minutes, it's going to be more emails now. It's going to be twice as many emails as it was if I'd have done it 15 minutes ago. And so now I'm going through the emails reading through the emails, and I just prefer to stay on top of everything every 15 minutes until I go to sleep. Hmm. I think you could be more productive if you check your emails more often. No? no uh, I, don't, I don't believe that. I think, I mean, because like, I'll look at it in bunches, and then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start reading the emails, and there'll be email that's sent at one time, and then about 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, there's another email saying, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to send that email. We're, we're good now. I got taken care of. So mm-hmm. Stuff that didn't really need my attention because, again, I have to remind myself, I'm not as important as I think I am, and mm-hmm. we're not as important as we think we are. So sometimes people can actually do it themselves, but mm-hmm. if you're giving them the training wheels, they're going to always rely on you. So you, mm-hmm. you have to kind of allow them the opportunity to grow as individuals so they can figure it out. Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Well, I mean, that, that would be different if I got a lot of emails where I'm training people. Most of the, the majority of my emails are from people who are ready to book a show. 
And the way everything I've done is set up, it's automated. They can go to AshSharifa.com. They can schedule the interview. Let me ask, let me ask you a question. So if I know, I know you, you have a boyfriend, right? But mm-hmm. let's say you found this very attractive person at the bar, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, oh, how's it going? And you're like, all right, so let's, let's go out tomorrow night. Let's go out tomorrow night. And they're like, okay, uh, we'll go out at four o'clock. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I'm free to go. Okay, we'll go at six o'clock. Okay, I'm free to go. Seven o'clock, I'm free to go. They're like, okay, okay. And then, or no, let's go next day, next day, six o'clock, four o'clock, whatever. Their whole schedule is free, right? The whole schedule is free. Now, compared to someone that's saying, oh, I can't go out Tuesday, or I can't go out Wednesday, or I can go out this time right here, or this time right here, it makes them perceived as more desirable because other people want to hang out with them. If their schedule is always open and they're always available, it means that no one really else wants to deal with them. No. So Amelia says, I think it has to do with your personality. And I'm going to agree with Amelia because it's a personality thing. You know, not everyone likes apples. Not everyone likes oranges. And so tomato, tomato, we'll have to kind of do it our own ways. Because I'm one of those people who, even though my schedule can be pretty full, I take pride in being available. So, in being available. You know, I'm not one of those people that every minute, every hour, every 30 minutes has to be booked. I black out windows. For So, for instance, for my interviews, I do interviews between noon and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. But if someone else wanted to schedule an appointment, and I have this window, I'll take a little piece of that window and then also allow them, you know, then there'll still be other time that can be booked. But I don't think it's, it's more desirable or less desirable. It's just, you know, I think we all gravitate to people who are like us. I, and know, not like- I don't, I'm not sure who, who said it, but it was, um, I think it was about Oprah. How the, the mm-hmm. People that are productive, right? Generic people that are productive, they schedule out every hour, you mean? other day i think oprah schedules that every 15 minutes of her day mm-hmm. she goes every 15 minutes and that's why she's able to do put so much on her plate mm-hmm. and so huh, I, I agree my day like i was saying is actually scheduled out but it's scheduled out for blocks of time so i can make adjustments within that time so even with oprah if she schedules every she's, not checking her email. she's not checking her email every second mm-hmm. i know but even though she's scheduled out that time, how do you know? Oprah probably checks her email every 15 seconds. Every 15 you seconds? You don't know. She, she was on TV. Me? So when she's on TV, she's, she can't be checking her email. Yeah, but that she's not on TV that often. Like, that clip, they edit it together. In between, she's checking her email. All right, we'll have to Google this. Let me actually... Maybe someone knows. Maybe in our circle, someone in our circle is friends with Oprah, and they could pick up the phone and call Oprah and ask Oprah, how often she checks her email. It's, it's not on Google. That's the, that's the one thing. That's, Oprah, check her. It's not. You don't think it's on? You don't think it is? I don't think it's there. Oprah checks her email. Four it's times not, a day. It's not there. She, she, <laughs> she doesn't. She checks her email way more than four times a day. I guarantee you that. Her whole company would just be in chaos. If Oprah only checked her email four times a day. Have, if you, she read, ch- have you read her story? 
Her story is wild, huh? Because she was, wasn't she like a uh, weather person or like that? Yes. Uh, I think her name. So I, her entire story, the wildest aspect that you got was that she was a weather woman. Well, but I mean, like she didn't start like was it wasn't later like in like her thirties like that when she actually started getting started building her company out or. Yes. I don't know exactly how, what age it was, but when she initially started, people didn't want her, you know, they didn't like her look. She's a little African-American with the fro and she's a female. And so they, everybody told her, nobody will watch you. And so she had, had to actually fight and start her own um, business in order to be able to get the recognition that she knew in her heart of hearts that she deserved. Do you know who ended up, uh, where she got the money from? Or how she built it out, do you know? Or no? Um, no, I know that she quit. Because she was working and then she quit. I don't know. I should know I should know Oprah's story. Huh? Something's uh, reason I should. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's just it's impressive. Like, you read some of those people, how like how later in life, or like, mm-hmm. uh, I think I was, I was reading, I think, um, the guy that took over, Ray Kroc. It took mm-hmm. over McDonald's to franchise it out and all kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like 50, I think 56 or in his mid 50s. Right. You know, it's just- he was older. A lot of the people were the, the gentleman who started KFC. He was already retired when he started KFC. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, when something is supposed to happen, it happens. It, you know, people always think they're going to be like 14 or 19 or 21. And you know, no. It usually happens later in life as we build some experience and build some wisdom. Well, I mean, like they're, they're the opposite of like there was. I want to say it was last year in San Diego that mm-hmm. there was a a guy because so YouTube, right? People make a lot of money on YouTube where they have subscribers, mm-hmm. and the subscribers pay like five dollars, ten dollars a month, and they can mm-hmm. have like twenty thousand. You mean subscribers? So this kid was uh, had a bunch of subscribers. Mm-hmm. Did something wrong where he got basically kicked off or suspended mm-hmm. and he ended up driving his like Maserati or some like really nice car, the opposite direction. I got in a crash and died. He's like 19 years old. Wow. Cause he thought his world was ending. Cause he's like, oh, wow. know, it's, just, he, it's, it's just, yeah. I think, yeah. No, I didn't hear about that. That's so sad. I am sorry to hear about that, but I did hear about the lady. I don't remember her name, but she was, crying because she got kicked off of one of them, YouTube or, or Instagram, and she was crying and she was saying her life was over because she did something and they um, closed her account, you know? And so when you're that young, you're used to making a lot of money by just being on social media. And then that social media outlet is no longer available to you. Now today, I don't know if you saw, but one of the things that I saw as far as social media was that um, Facebook and Instagram, they closed a lot of the accounts for like the guy who has InfoWars. I saw that too. I didn't read into it. You know? Well, yes. Well, I I read it. And for whatever reason, Facebook just all in one swoop, one day decided to ban a whole bunch of people because they wanted to, you know, clean up anybody who they felt was dangerous. Like they, banned Minister Farrakhan. They said that he was dangerous, guy who does InfoWars, dangerous. So they just all of a sudden one day, not when the people had said or did whatever Facebook and Instagram considered to be dangerous, but today they just said, you know what? We don't want you on our platform and closed their accounts. Hmm. I wonder I wonder if um 
how like that new way of looking at it for them is going to mm -hmm. change the presidential election. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one. Right? Yeah, so. Huh. Well, I, I think for me, face it's because Facebook has been told time and time again that they are late to react and late to respond. I think one of the reasons, what, where was it where they had um, the bombing, not the bombing, where the shooter in, I think it was Europe or something, and he live broadcast his entire killing spree of the mosque. And um, he did it on Facebook. And Facebook not only live streamed the entire incident, but for hours, those videos were available still on Facebook. And then hours later, Facebook worked to get them taken down and get them removed because they had already been shared and copied and everything else. But well, so I guess the, I'm reading right here. So the the Poway, there's one here in San Diego in Poway. The Poway synagogue shooting accused in Escudo. I think he was planning on doing it, live streaming it. But I don't think he did. No, this one was international. This it wasn't in, in um, the U.S. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh. But so yeah. everyone said that Facebook was slow to respond, that they should have, you know, I don't know, immediately, you know, known or since, you know, but the other side of me understands that the people who are viewing this are humans as well. It takes some time to be able to get the reports and, and to get to them because they're going through not just this incident, they're going through hundreds and thousands of videos and content that has to be reviewed all day, every day. Yeah. Um, no, it, I, no, I, I totally agree. I think it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. And it's the whole idea of how much of our freedom do we give up for protection? Mm -hmm. How much uh, censorship do we give up for our own protection? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's a, um, a constant debate. Like, you know, I mean, it'd be like, how much would you be willing to give up? Cause right now, like someone was telling me yesterday with, uh, was it Alexa? I think it is. Mm -hmm. Or the, the ones that you can leave at your house and you can talk into them mm -hmm. that they're constantly recording and they were just in a case because it was off, but mm -hmm. they had the, um, uh, they were using a, a murder case mm -hmm. that records all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like stuff like that where your phone or your, uh, searches is constantly be, you know, being recorded for the, with the idea of protection. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's some, some, people's idea of protection i think other people they just want everything to be reported like it was funny because i went over to a house the other day and this house was, was a friend of mine a friend of a friend of mine and, and i had never been there I, I don't know but i'm definitely gonna ask them next time that i'm there but it was it, everything was everywhere i mean and it, you could tell this house hadn't been upgraded in years you know, everything's old, the paint is chipping, you know, this might be one of those houses that you want to flip. I don't know. But the thing that stood out to me is that it had the ring, you know, those ring monitoring. I'm like, who is watching this house? It doesn't, doesn't even need a ring. You know what I mean? They was got the name. Bad, bad condition? The house itself didn't appear to be in bad condition, but you could just tell nothing had been moved or cleaned or changed, you know, outside the paint was peeling and then in the middle of all this peeling paint has the ring you know monitoring system and i'm like you, you don't just give your 9.99 back you know to be per month because nobody is breaking into this house nobody nobody is did breaking you, into this 
did you see that story? I mean, this, you've seen Shark Tank, right? Yes, I've heard of Shark Tank. Okay, so the ring, that mm-hmm. the actual product was on Shark Tank. Yes, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and so they tried to sell it, and no one bought it. They're like, no, no, and now then he's then they sold it for a billion dollars, I think, to Amazon or. Oh wow. Like, so it's like. Yes. That's it's yeah. That's yes, like, and the, the ring also has the neighborhood app. I don't know if you're familiar with the Ring Neighborhood app, hmm. but a friend of mine showed it to me. And she was like, hey, you, you just got to download this to your phone because basically anybody who has the Ring in your neighborhood, if they post something or they see something, it goes out to the entire neighborhood. And oh, wow. so you, you can find out, it gives you little alerts. It'll say, you know, this incident happened five blocks away or, you know, different things. And so I downloaded and I saw too much interesting. I was like, okay, ignorance is bliss. Let me just uninstall this because it was like crimes going on. And I'm like, hmm, I didn't know that it was happening. Well, if you want to see something, and I always tell people like for clients that we're showing properties to, I go, take a look at crime spot because I got to be you know, real estate, be careful the words you say to people, you can't steer and so on and so forth. But there's a mm-hmm. platform called Crime Spot. Mm-hmm. And so you can look to see what actual crimes that happen in your community or or where a property is located. Mm-hmm. So one thing I always tell you, I go, look at your house first where you currently live. Mm-hmm. Then look at the property you're, you're thinking about buying at. Because you, if you just look at the property you're gonna buy at, mm-hmm. and you start seeing all this crime happen, you're like, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. is anarchy, this is craziness. And then you, you look at where you live and you go, oh wow, okay, this is not actually yes. comparable and I've lived here for X amount of time. Right. So it's not as bad as I was thinking. Yes. Yes. So that means, you know what that means, right? I'm going to have to go and watch, look at Crime Stop. Crime Spot. Crime Spot. Yes. You got to take a look at it. I got to look at Crime Spot to see what's happening in my neighborhood. I'm sure it's going to be all kind of stuff. And then I, I, I wish I didn't know. Like, I, I need to unknow some of these things. Well, it, it's, I mean, I guess there's there's kind of some kind of similarity, I mean, not similarity, but some kind of connection to like, mm-hmm. have you ever had a cold or something like that and then you go on WM or was it WebMD mm-hmm. and then you start going down the rabbit hole and you're like oh my gosh I'm gonna die like I'm just found right. out that I have the Ebola virus you know like right. that's yeah that's kind of like same thing where you start seeing all these crimes happening you're just like oh my gosh like someone's gonna break into my house they're gonna murder me and take all my stuff like mm-hmm. yeah it's- I had a, I had a friend that an experience with the whole WebMD thing where my friend told me he had a rare form of cancer that he was dying and that only about a thousand people in the whole entire United States had this rare form of cancer and that he was going to pass away. And I was like, boy, you are Googling too much. You know what I mean? Like you are WebMD, get off the internet. Nothing is about to happen to you. And then when he passed away, I was like, oh, my God. Like, he was really telling the truth. That he oh, actually, really, did he pass away? He did. He had 32. Why, why are you smiling? I always smile when I'm nervous, okay? Don't point these things out. Don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, why do you look so happy he's dead? I, I know. No, dang, sure. Oh, no. Man, I <laughs> I notice that sometimes I laugh when I'm nervous. No, but he was telling the truth. And I told, and I felt bad because I told him to stop Googling. I said, don't, don't do that. Did he go to the doctors and the doctors told him the same thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's uh, yeah. There was one of my brother's friends from a long, long time ago. He um, his brother was like really healthy, and he mm-hmm. died of like some like just uh, abnormal kind of death. But he he was a really healthy, and he died in his sleep. He just never woke up. And oh, it was wow. like early twenties, I think it was. It's just one of those things like life's short. You have to basically enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So how are you gonna enjoy this weekend? Sleep. <laughs> Sleep, huh? No, uh, that's the thing that I want. You know what I mean? Like I'll, when you want to manifest something into your life, it's like, what do you want? And you manifest what you focus on. So I'm like, focus on sleep, sleep, sleep. Because I have two events. That, yes, baby. Oh, no, I'll ask, you, I'll ask you after the events. I'm, I'm curious about a question now. When you, you kind of talk about sleep. Let's hear about your event first. Well, the KJLH Women's Empowerment event. I was saying the same thing, Val. Val hears cops too. So I was wondering what, what Vinny was doing over there to um, get the cops all excited. But anyway, um, I digress. A Hispanic Vinny. person living in San Diego. Oh, okay. That's a crime. Sometimes it can be. No, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. No, <laughs> no I'm joking. It was, a, it was a, some kind of ambulance, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so KJLH Women's Health Experience is May 4th. It's on Saturday and it's all day. And they're going to have all types of health screenings. And so for me, that's work. I want to go. I want to support. I want to I want to meet people and also see what they have as far as my health, because you, you never know. Maybe more other reasons than, you know, I just want to sleep. Maybe I don't have enough iron. I, I don't know what the situation is. So I'm going to go to that one on Saturday. And then on Sunday, there's another event at Body Studios, um, a Body Studios event. I haven't decided if I'm going to attend. What's that about? It's about doTERRA, the um, essential oils. Oh, yeah. There's um, someone at this, um, her name's Karen, at a, um, a brick and mortar bank here that sells that stuff on the side. Yes. Yes, so, I used to sell it on the side. Oh, you used to sell it? Oh, you did? Were you a good salesperson? Yes. Yeah? Get, let's, let me hear your elevator pitch of why I would buy a doTERRA. Okay. Well, my I don't really do elevator pitches. This is how I stall. But what I do is people such as yourself that their neck is always so tight and their, their face is always so tight, and they're all stressed and scrunched like that. That's how and I look? They, yes. Yes. I just don't have a neck. I have white <laughs> shoulders. And like, no. Uh, it's tense. And so I'm trying to help you to, you know, relax. So they have what they call diffusers. Yes. See, you, you, you would do well to have a diffuser. And so what the diffuser does, it uses water and the essential oils. This is my favorite part of doTERRA is take the oils and put them into the diffuser and it sprays out into the room. So the oils, just by inhaling it, oh my God, it's the most relaxing feeling you can ever imagine. That's my, my pitch. Better than any sort of uh, cannabis? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Noted. Um, but then when you mix it with the cannabis, oh, then you your whole world is, you're like, oh, my God, what, what world is this? 
That's when you start imagining things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you only smoke the cannabis. You don't smoke the doTERRA. You don't smoke the doTERRA. No, it's oils. You just put it in the in, in the diffuser. So okay, so we're talking about sleep. So what's one of the the wildest dreams you've had, or one of the most recent dreams you've had? Oh, that was so interesting. Is because I had a dream about Body Studios in Anaheim, okay. and I had met with Lucinda, and we were discussing marketing. And so we had this whole marketing and meet marketing meeting, and then I went home. And then I went to sleep and I remember waking up and I had this, well, I remember this dream, this very vivid dream of Body Studios. And I remember walking around, but where I was walking around in my dream, it wasn't where Body Studios is now. It had expanded. So it was so vivid that when I woke up, I didn't know where I was. I was like, where am I? And then I had to realize that I was actually in my bed, in my room, but that dream was just so real. And I hadn't had a dream that vivid in years. Wow. How long ago is this? This is probably about three weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago. And then when I shared it with Lucinda, all all Lucinda heard was, I guess that means we're about to do some work. And I'm like, yes, that's what that means. Because you're about to expand. You're about to take off. And right now what you have, oh, Wait till you see the new facility. So yes, hmm. I like to dream. Have you have you ever heard of uh, Edgar Casey? Who's that? Edgar, Edgar Casey was considered the sleeping prophet. Okay. So as a young boy, when he was going to school, for whatever reason, he would he was speaking to some angel, and the angel told him all he had to do was go to sleep. And so what he would do whenever he wanted to learn his subjects in school is he would, the night before, he would go to sleep literally on his books. And then when he wake up, magically, he had received all the information in his sleep. So they called him the sleeping prophet. And he was one of the early people that taught other people about like channeling. So someone would come to him for health issues primarily, and he would go into the sleep like trance. And from no one knows where, or people believe different things, but Edgar Casey will give the person the quote-unquote cure or the medicines that they need to take, even though he wasn't a doctor. But he would give them all this information that he received just by going into the sleep-like trance. Hmm. Oh, well. I have to read more about that one. That seems pretty... <laughs> you should Google it. It's crazy because sleep does, I mean, sleep allows you in your subconscious to like take in a lot of information that you might not be aware that you actually have it. Because mm -hmm. Thomas Edison, what he would do is he would tie a string to his finger and then the other part of it would go to a bell, mm -hmm. right? And so what he would do is he would, he would sit at his desk and think about stuff that's coming through and try to put himself to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as he's going to fall asleep, the, the bell would go off and he'd wake up and then he'd start jotting down the stuff mm -hmm. that we'd be picking up and he'd just keep doing that. Oh, wow. And well, so, that's very interesting. Yeah, I was allowing him to kind of pick up, uh, um, yeah. So, I've, so, I mean, like that, I've tried to do that now where I, I listen to something motivational or something positive mm -hmm. uh, five to 10 minutes before I go to sleep. And then mm -hmm. when I wake up, I do the same thing, trying to just get that in your subconscious because your subconscious is really powerful. I never, really, mm -hmm. never realized how, how powerful it actually is. 
Mm. Yeah, people have suggested and recommended that I, I keep notes because I have had other dreams, but you know, you're supposed to write down your dreams immediately upon waking. So that yeah. way you don't forget them because, you know, as the day goes on, they become less and less vivid, less and less clear, well, you know. Well, we have, I, I mean, some, I, I don't know, man, what is it? We have, we, we actually dream like a hundred dreams or a thousand. We dream a lot of dreams, but we only remember usually one or two or something like that. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of stuff that goes on our head um, while we sleep. It's just a matter of remembering it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Have you ever slept long before? Have I ever slept on the floor? No, slept walked. Like, uh, no. sleep walking? No. I did no. that one. Oh my gosh. So there was this, I was living in, uh, I was living in Prague, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wake up in the morning and I see my dresser on the floor with all my clothes, right? Throw it on the floor. I'm like, oh my gosh, what happened? What happened? So I walk, I, I walk into, um, uh, my roommate's room and I ask, I go, what happened? He goes, oh my gosh, man, that was you. So, we start, at first it was like we heard a bunch of stuff going on in the room. The next thing you open, uh, you, you're walking, you open our door, you stare, uh, stare at me for a little bit. Then you walk in, walk into the kitchen, and you hear stuff moving around. And then you basically go back in the room, start moving stuff around. You you throw some stuff on the ground, and then that was it. I was like, wow, that's I've never done it again. I've never done it before. I'm not sure what happened there. Wow, wow, that was interesting. It sounds to me like something probably you ate. That's what I'm gonna go. With. You think it was something, something I ate? Yes. I don't know if it was something I ate. I've never done it before. I never done it after. I have no clue why that was. I'm curious. Yes. I love learning those things. Okay, because something if you've never done it before and you've never done it after after, something there was a trigger. Something triggered you. And so it could be internally as far as something you ate, or it could also be externally as far as something you saw, something that, because something tapped into something. Well, you know, I, I, I was pretty frustrated at the time for, for some reason. I don't remember. It was such a long time ago. And so mm-hmm. maybe there was some kind of sort of uh, built up um, anger or something like that that I wasn't releasing. And that was my right. to get it out of my system, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I didn't have any drinks before that night before, so it wasn't me being blackout drunk. It was actually me sleepwalking. So I've mm-hmm. yeah. so it's, it's, yeah, I had uh, a cousin who used to do that. Huh? I had a cousin who used to do that. Sleepwalk? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. He was, he was a weird kid. He, he's Did he pretty still No, he doesn't sleepwalk now, but he used to sleepwalk. And then even earlier than when before he started sleepwalking, when he was a little baby and he was in the crib, he slept with his eyes open. Oh my gosh, that's that's some weird stuff. And so when you looking down over the crib and looking down at him, him, you see him like just staring up at you, but he's asleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's like oh my gosh, that would freak me out if I saw my baby walking in there. Yes. I don't have any kids, but if I saw a baby with the, the eyes open, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have, you know, the I know. second coming of. <laughs> we looking like for the 666 on his forehead or something yeah it was really scary it was really scary talking about the 666 the mark of the beast like mm-hmm. even when i'm running like you know on the treadmill where it has like the six you know the 66 or like mm-hmm. i have to go to like six seven six eight just i'm getting close to that 666 mm-hmm. be kind of weird kind of things like I that, that all the time. Okay. like different 
I mean, with numbers, the 666, I don't like to let it stay on 666. But I noticed like the 11 11s all the time, 111, you know, 444, just different numbers. And that says her husband used to, she said it was a trip. So I'm assuming that was in reference to sleepwalk. Oh, wow. I wonder, I wonder how she, like, so I know I used to have the Jimmy legs and the Jimmy arms. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, I'd hit people while I slept. Mm-hmm. So I had to make a contact. <laughs> Actually, my ex should tell me that. Like uh, my arm would kind of jimmy a little bit. So I had to kind of make a, a conscious effort to, before I went to sleep, tell my arm, stay by the side, stay by the side, stay by the side, stay by the side. Did yeah. it work? Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, no, I, I, I like the jimmy, like it was, be careful. And, and the thing is, is like also too, when you, when you work out like hard, like really hard, mm-hmm. your muscles will sometimes kind of twitch. Because they're trying to, like, I don't know, I guess they like, try to heal themselves, but they'll twitch. And so, like, that's kind of, like, I guess what happened, too, while I was sleeping. So, what's the spell for? No, I'm just laughing at the comments. Marvin Williams says, ooh, numerology and superstition. So, that, that's one of my people, one of my friends, one of my boys, my big bro. So, he's just being sarcastic. I guess we brought it on my little shirt today. I don't, I don't even know how we got on this tangent. About superstition and things like that? I mean... I don't know. We were discussing superstitions. I think we were discussing, you know, the sleepwalking and. and oh yeah, you're talking about the kid, your your nephew being possessed. Anyway, Val says her husband was on the floor. She said, "I asked him, what are you doing?" He said he was waiting for the bus. Wow, is that mm-hmm. alcohol related or is that more sleeping related? <laughs> I don't know, but it, it definitely sounds like there's a story here as well. Because I think I talked to a homeless guy the other day that was uh, sitting at the park saying that he was waiting for the bus too. So. Mm, might have been the same guy. You're not sure? No, talking, oh my gosh, talking about a uh, homeless guy. So I was driving today. It was, it was mm-hmm. wild. Like, so they're, all I saw was this, they're pulling the guy off the street. He was laying in the middle of the street. They pull off the middle of the street. They put him on the curb. And he started crawling again, right, on his back trying to get back in the middle of the street for people can run him over, it looked like. So that people could run him over? I'm assuming if he's trying to be in the middle of the street laying down so you can't see him. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's crazy how the, the mind works, brain works, because I'm assuming he was on something or he said his, uh, it was off a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you had actually, any, any interviews where you've actually been like, this person was a little crazy? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to tell me who it was or anything like that, but like, did you find out they were kind of a little off, like at the beginning of it or like middle or end or what happened? It, it's the beginning. That is, uh, it's always the beginning. I never, it's never like surprise at the end. It's always the beginning. Even before they open their mouths at time, I can, I, it's just a crazy vibe. You know, crazy when you see crazy. You know, and I, I recognize crazy. So there have been shows when I'm like, oh, my God, this is about to be interesting. It's about to be fun. And, and the reason I say that is because I, I'm going to make it interesting and fun because once I realize they're crazy, oh, I'm about to bring crazy out. I'm calling for crazy. I'm getting them to give me the crazy responses that just makes for great television. Well, so, so what, what was – I don't know if this would – trigger to who it was but what was like something that, that caught your eye like wow this person's crazy 
I'm, I'm, that's kind of like a hard question, you know, without saying that I can get, Yes, absolutely, yeah. without saying who it is. But the, I, I, I will, let me just say this, Vinny. Crazy is relative. You know, I deal with a lot of woo-woo things. And yeah. so some, some of the things that I may tell people about, they may say, oh, she's crazy. Yeah. You know, I give you an example. I did it. This is not a crazy person, but I did an interview with a friend of mine, Sandy Chastine. Um, I believe it was yesterday. Sandy used to be in the military and she, according to her, had a lot of black ops operations. And because she was in the military and did black ops, the U.S. government, again, according to her, did some mind, um, some surgery. Let me just say that. I don't know. And so certain things that they did as black ops, they can't remember. But they'll, she'll oh, have wow. certain facts or certain glimpses or different things like that. And so when she did the interview yesterday and she was sharing this experience and she was sharing, you know, black ops operations and she was part of this group that tried to blow up the, the earth. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, I get you, Sandy. I know you're, you're perfectly normal. You're perfectly, you know, a rational person. But if somebody didn't know Sandy or her story, they just walked in and she's talking about black ops operations and blowing up the planet. You, I mean, I think the average person would simply say, oh, she's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess because you have a background with her, like there's a, I mean, you probably know that she, what she's telling you is, is, is the truth. But I, yeah, I guess some people not aware of it would be like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny. So so we do a lot of, like I, I, we, I've talked about this past, we do a lot of cold calling, and but people can't tell, you know, what we look like or anything like that. And uh, I've had people that have been like, not, I mean, of course you talk to some of the crazies, but you also talk to some like people that are racist, I think. And especially when I go by Vinny, no one can tell that I'm even you know, half Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And so it's so funny. You'll hear people talk like going off on Mexicans and that kind of thing. And you're like, you're like, let me see how long I can just listen to this person out. See how, how deep he's going to take this. But it's, uh, right. I think face to face, I think, I guess you got to see their reactions and that kind of stuff or the craziness of it. But I think when other ones, they don't see who you are, it makes Mm -hmm. it easier for them to show their true colors. Right. I I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. So tell us, I told you about my interviews because we're running out of time. So tell us briefly about a couple of your interviews this week. You know, I don't, I didn't do any, I I scheduled some interviews, but Mm -hmm. I, I actually won tomorrow. I mean, uh, interviewing um, this guy, Jeff Fencer. He owns, uh, I think it's a, a, a restaurant company down here. Um, and he's actually, I think he's going to have a film crew mm-hmm. do it while we're doing the interview. He has someone that follows him around and does like a vlog for him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm guessing I'm, I'm doing that tomorrow afternoon, so I better look good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. When I Might have to do it. Tell me when. You might have to do your hair, you know. My hair's done. We got on. You know what I'm saying? I saw the little piece right here. I well, I do have gray. I do have a lot of gray hair. Okay. Okay. Yeah, But I haven't had any um, uh, interviews since the last time we spoke. Yeah. So I got a couple scheduled for 
uh, tomorrow. And then next time we talk, we'll have a couple more. Okay. So yeah. That's great. Yeah. Just living life, living the dream. Yes. Yeah, so how's she doing? Who? The new woman on your the eye candy from the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, you know. You're pleading the fifth. Ple pleading the fifth, and you know, just, just getting to know people, understanding people. You said that the last time. So, what? so in a couple of weeks, that's what you said the last time. So, in a couple of weeks, I'm gonna ask the same question. So, how is she? How's it going? You getting to know her better? You know what I mean? Like, where are we now? To Val and I get the, the, you know, the reception planned and oh val, val's always always you know trying to ask me questions about stuff like that what's the, what's the word what's the word how, how are things going for you who, who are you talking to these days what's going on so, val, you know what i am a gentleman <laughs> how dare you guys that's, that's okay because even though you're a gentleman i'm not so i get to ask the questions that brings out all the interesting a blushes gentleman never kisses and tells that's nice. That's part of the book. You read a That's book. Nice. You, 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 walk, you walk on near the cars. So they walk on the other side of this, the, the, um, the curb. So you protect them. You open the door for them. And you never kiss and tell. These are facts any man must know. Okay. That's only when you're in Vegas. So aside that only from in that, Vegas? That's only in Vegas. So aside from that, we need to know what's going on. So we give you that little break for now but we'll give you a couple of weeks two or three weeks we're gonna come back and we're we gonna ask the same question about the the my other um cousin it's gonna be my new cousin-in-law for my cousin Vinny. <laughs> all right well it was a great one six o'clock oh yes. man i was just yes. gonna say something yeah so what were you gonna say Vinny? take oh, us out yeah we'll have talking next week okay we're gonna find out more next week so Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Great questions, great comments. As always, Val, thank you for entertaining us with your comments during the show. We had a few technical difficulties with today's show on Facebook. If you want to watch the entire show, it will be uploaded to my Facebook page today, facebook.com slash I love, I like Sharifa. I got to change it to I love Sharifa. I'm following yeah, that. I love Sharifa. Yeah, that'd be great. I know, huh? So, facebook.com slash I like Sharifa until next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Everyone have a wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. Bye now. <laughs>